Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Cents Podcast. This is Yossi Ben Shushan. Thank you so much for joining us again in this episode. We talk about something that is very near and dear to our hearts, as you guys have heard already before, uh, many times before from us, from uh, my brother Ari and myself, and that is Shabbos. There is nothing like Shabbos. We discuss the different aspects that we love so much about Shabbos, how it is that we go through a Shabbos, what we find so important to not only learn and teach on Shabbos, but the memories that we have not only growing up, but of being in Israel, of having our guests. The idea of shul, the idea of of Eineg, just we cover a lot in this episode. I'm glad you guys get to it. I just want to say a big shout out and love to our sponsor, Yad Lachem, who we're going to hear about later on in this episode. Yad Lachem is out there making sure that those who literally cannot keep Shabbos because of where they are get brought back, brought back into the envelopes of the beauty of a community that they can't keep Shabbos in. We're going to hear more from Yad Lachem later on in the episode. Until then, enjoy the episode, guys. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben-Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben-Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. And welcome back. Welcome back. This is Yossi Ben Shushan. I'm Ari Ben Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. We're discussing today the awesome, the awesomeness. Ari, I think this is, this is I think, one of the bedrocks of our upbringing. I, and, and I think it's one of the ones that we overlook a lot as far as the bedrocks of because our upbringing. Because we didn't know, Yossi. Um, because we didn't... We didn't, we didn't know. It to we didn't. bedrock. We didn't. Who, who's yeah. supposed to know this? Yeah. And I think if you're going to look back into any person, and and this is why I always I also get caught off guard because let me just be candid here and vulnerable and open for a second to our crowd, to our audience, which is that you know when someone asked me, I was just talking to someone named Pesach Kron. I don't know if you know. Okay, he's a friend. He's a Big friend of mine over here. <laughs> and I was talking to him. And he was like, what did your parents do? And I always am uncomfortable with that question because I'm like, the truth is, I'm like, I grew up with them. I was there. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not perfect. My parents weren't perfect. It, my, their parents weren't perfect, right? It, it wasn't, there was no, you know, there's no, I don't got no, I don't have any Ramesha Feinstein stories for you on yep. this. You know, I don't, and I think that when, when they were interviewing uh, uh, Rev David Feinstein, I think that that's where I, it clicked for me. When you want to know what made a person a person as far as their upbringing goes, you need to try to find out what they didn't realize. You need to try to find out what did they take for granted. What did they think was just happening by everyone? It was so – their parents weren't trying. They just were those people. They weren't trying to make this difference or trying to raise them a certain way. They – what sticks with a kid is what you are doing naturally. What you are doing, there you, you know. What sticks so, to a kid is this not isn't the chinuch episode, but what it's it's not even what they take for granted. It's life. It's just normal right. life. It's just yeah. Of course, my father was the pasuk right. hadar. Right. You know, it made sense that all the gedolim would right. meet in our living room at all the time, and it would make sense that he was up right. at all hours of the night on the phone with me. Meaning, like, like that, that kind of, and that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, to Rav David, it was probably like, I don't know why Ramesh was so was so. What do you call it? Every father learned that much, right? I'm saying like, exactly. They all, I don't know why he was the one they decided was going to be the pasuk hadar. <laughs> he had no idea. You just don't know. So. I, I didn't know what this was. Like every Friday coming home, if we're going to jump into shops, every Friday coming home, you know, I, I, and this was for us. Like it could be for you, whatever it is, but like we always smelled that, that cake. My mother made the best cake. We found out years later it was Duncan Hines. Just a Duncan Hines yellow sponge cake. It's still so it good, by the Duncan way. Hines. All day it's with the Duncan so Hines. Good. Oh my God. It's still so good. And, and we, uh, uh Nestle Toulouse. <laughs> It was a no to situation, and uh, you know we had the we had the duck, and you smelled the Moroccan fish, and that's it. I knew that the next day and a half was going to be heaven. It was going to be the greatest ever. It was just going to be the the most awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So, but, I, but, so, but but let me point out, there wasn't music playing. There wasn't Karl Bach in the background. No. 
There no, was, it was stress. There was stress. <laughs> there was a lot of cleanup yeah. before Abba yeah, gets home. And when yeah. and when Abba right. got home, oh, holy, my, right. we stood there mm. like people next to a marathon with cups of Gatorade for my father right. to run in and to like grab, because right. he came running in, especially by short Shabbos, and he came running in from the train from Manhattan. And my father was right. an accountant. Then he came in with these two massive massive entache cases of just full of everybody else's like countings of money <laughs> that he came just running in with. He would throw them down. The whole house would go boom, boom, boom. And my father in 90 seconds would take a shower. He would shave. He would right. shave in the shower. Like we're kind of sure, Abba, you shouldn't, right. you shouldn't be doing that in the shower, like the electricity going inside there. But that was it. <laughs> shower, shave right. in a suit. And yes, the most classic splash part. Splash on some Old Spice. Ah, splash on some Old But the most classic part was we were ready in our suits a good two hours before that. And my father would yell down the steps, guys, are you ready? <laughs> He's putting, he ran by us. Ready. He ran by us. We're ready in our suits. How more ready? We looked at each other like, are we missing something? And then my father would come running down the steps and he would say, Ari, Avi, you're not going to the chasana right now. You don't have to look so good. Yeah. You know, that that right. was that was right. our father's way of saying that we look sharp for Shabbos, right. you know, because right. the whole direct compliment approach was so beneath him. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking back, imagine imagine texting in those days. That like if mommy was texting Abba the whole time on the train on the way back, like, you know. That'd be terrible. <laughs> Are you gonna make it? It would have been horrible. Like yep. that thing of we don't know when Abba's gonna come flying through the door was like there was a certain awesomeness to that, just thinking back, you know. So so but, I, I, but so that was what I want to tell everybody. It wasn't like we were playing violin together waiting for Shabbos to come. Right. Oh, but, well, hold right. on. Yes, we didn't even say the name. Well, we didn't say the name of it because we have to get there. The name right. of this episode. I was just about to. We're yeah. leading up to it. Go ahead. So you take the next part. Yeah. No, no. So then, then he would come down and he would say he would say that to us. He would ask my mother. This is this is. I think I think this is a joke. My father like this this inside joke. My father thinks that no one else gets but him. And he does it for everything. Does it by Badika Schametz also. Like my mother's been going crazy, like cooking and doing all these things. He's like, Ma, did you cook anything for Shabbos? <laughs> he would always ask, he's like, Did you get challahs? <laughs> that was <laughs> Chapanash has been closed that for three like hours already. There's no chance of going anywhere to get anything. Should Ali, did you buy challahs for Shabbos? <laughs> it was and and my mother, God bless her. She, it, you know, she would not get upset about it. She, she'd be like, "Yes, we got it. We have it. Everything's set up. Everything's ready to go." And uh, uh, I don't know. I guess for me, smell is a big thing. I, don't, I remember the smells in the house a lot. My mother's nail polish. I smelled right then. Right, she was always doing the. Uh, and Yossi, do and you, was just do you certain... ever remember mo- mommy getting her nails done outside of the house? I, no, no, never. No. She was doing it on her chair in the living room. On her chair. Which is like nowadays would be like this, this like, well, first of all, my parents had a chair. I think we, yeah. this is really more for the Chinuch episode. My parents had a chair. It was their chair. It wasn't our chair. We weren't allowed anywhere near that my chair. My mother had a chair And she would on sit on her side. chair. had the chair yeah. on the other side. That's Big right. wing back chair. And she would, uh, she would do her nails there. But but that's the thing, you know. I I guess again, and my mother would ask us to do all means of chilul Shabbos once her fingers were. <laughs> She's right. just like, right. could you turn on the fire, off the fire? Could you take this? No, 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 no. He takes a chainsaw and just cut down parts of that tree. You know, Chasra, I, I don't mean Hillel Shabbos. You know, it, it was before Shabbat. I mean, that was a joke. It was a but joke. it was like anything that needed joke. to be done within the next 10 minutes. You know, that was it. My, right. my mother. And it was right. odd because my mother was such a workhorse and doing everything. To see right. her in that element, in that five-minute element, Yossi, right. was weird for her to ask, of not being able to do ask anything, us yeah. to do something because she was really on it, you know, all the other time. So, okay, right. but we're leading up to the right. theme. Yes, we're going to run out so, of time. Just so we're leading up to the... Go ahead. Now, I know, but the main <laughs> point to me was is that we're all standing over there, and I think this is also just a big point, is that we uh, something that we just overlook. I don't think... I didn't realize till right this second. We were all standing in that living room. We were all standing there at that point, right? No one was anywhere else at that point. Right before that, everyone was everywhere and there was stuff being thrown around. But at that point, we're standing all there and my father would take a deep breath. And what happened either then or on our way home or both? On the way there. take a deep uh, breath. Yes. I remember on the way there to shul. I I remember I remember it in the living, in room, living room and I remember it on the way home Could be. sometimes. Okay. But he would take a deep breath. He would look around and he would say, guys, 
There's nothing in the world like Shabbos. Yeah. There's nothing like Shabbos. Ooh. There is nothing like Shabbos, and that's the name. And that's the name of this episode: is that there's nothing like Shabbos. And he, I, I mean, the truth is, I would say it like 15 times over the course of the meal, also. But there's nothing like Shabbos. There really, there is, there is nothing in the world like Shabbos. And, and, you know, as as a first stance, if you're missing a connection to Shabbos, start there. I don't care if you've been from your whole life. Start there. If Shabbos is I, I, the first time I heard the term pajama Shabbos when I was like a teenager, someone told me the term pajama Shabbos. I was like, what does that mean? He's like, well, we're just going to be in our pajamas the whole Shabbos. I'm like, that's not even, I don't even know what that means. Like, you're Machal Shabbos. <laughs> like, no, what? <laughs> we're going to read books. I'm like, but you're being Machal Shabbos. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, keep my head on. But, but you know, the idea for us was something so much bigger than than not being able to, to do this or do that or go here or go there it was it was a beautiful 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 not only memory but time and i it never stopped it just it never stopped it, it you know shabbos really is the the gift that keeps giving and i think we see the ingenious ingenious part of halacha when it comes to shabbos nowadays we get to appreciate shabbos more than we did before and and i don't mean to bash technology here or talk about technology but the the concept is is that we're we live in such in so much more of a fast paced world than we even lived when we were kids. Like not I'm not talking about a hundred years ago or fifty years ago. I'm talking about when we were younger, like thirty years ago, twenty years ago. We live in such it's such a higher paced world right now than we did beforehand. To have that and I love this, to have that, and I think this is why, like what you were saying, that like it was crazy before, and it was. It was great. Not everything got done. Not everything was ready. Not everything was, place, sometimes the place was a mess. Sometimes it wasn't. But to have that smash into that brick wall, that that crazy, crazy, crazy. It's Shabbos. Yeah, Yossi, how, how, yeah, 100%. How cool is it that I, this is what I imagine. I imagine the Malachim, or maybe maybe Adam seeing all the future. We know uh, the 36 hours of light that Adam had after the sin. Mm-hmm. He got to see the whole future. Avram Avinu got to see when he was taking Yotzeh Chutz out of the future. And there must have been a lot of questions about how the Jews are going to make it through Galut, how they're going to make it throughout all of history. And they got to see all of the complications of challenges that we're going to be having. They got to see technology. They got to see um, the Spanish Inquisition. They got to see um, so many different aspects of black magic that's going to be there. And and I imagine Hashem's answer to all of it was Shabbos. <laughs> it's I, the cure-all. I, it, it's... I so relate no, to that. No, it's mamish. I so relate to that. No matter what complaint people have today, complain about your children's and chinuch, that they're different. Complain about technology being too much. Complain about the government. Complain about whatever you want. The answer always is, okay, but Shabbos, meaning we're going to get back. There's a problem with the kids. Okay, right. you have Shabbos to reconnect. There's a problem with technology. You have a, right. an ability to disconnect. You have a problem with government or anything else, how things are being run? Okay, but I can put all of that on pause on Shabbos. You have a problem with making a living, rent is so much, I get it. But guess what? Come Shabbos now, you're not allowed to talk about it. You're You're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to pick up. You can't pick up that phone. I'm just saying every aspect. I can just I can just imagine that Shabbos in Shemayim became a punchline where the Malachim were saying to Hashem, but what about this? When I said Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. Like, don't worry, we thought about everything. Now, and that's why, right. to me, like a lot of times I'll tell my, like now my high school students, but I've even told this to my students in Israel, you know, Shabbos is really a gift that was given, um, I think to, I hate to put it this way, but it's like a gift a lot of times that only when you get to a certain age, do you begin to like understand and appreciate. Mm-hmm. You'll have high school kids who are like, oh, I gotta, I can't, I have to sit at home bored the whole time. I have to, once you get a job, once um, you have life that really is demanding of you, and you're like, you mean if I touch my phone, then that's it? It's Chol Shabbat, it's Skila, it's, you know, it's the end game, it's the mm-hmm. whole thing. That's amazing, that's brilliant. So I try to tell, and yes, our audience, um, for better or for worse, our audience is like when you're speaking in a Svarty community one time. You know what happens when you speak in a Svarty community one time? They have four-year-olds and they have 40-year-olds, they have six-year-olds and they have 75-year-olds. They all just come out it's like, why do you guys bring a right. tent? Why is there a picnic happening right here? 
And so they just bring everybody. And so it's always hard to speak. What are you doing to that goat? Right? They're like, well, we'll figure it. A rabbi's coming to speak. We'll, we'll just shech this thing and give it to everybody. You know, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm Sephardi. I'm allowed to make these jokes. But what I mean to say is, I think, I hope. But the point is, is that our audience that's listening right now, and I'm trying to really, yes, it's gotten pretty big, this audience. You know, it's, it's not just me, you, and... I would like to say our extended right. family, but I think the only people who don't listen to this right. is our extended family. <laughs> our extended family. I was just about to say, you know, I'm like, wait, it's what? Like Abba's, they don't listen. Abba's going to hear about this from somebody in his shul who's going to say, Rabbi Yitzchak, there's nothing like Shabbos. And Abba will be like, what do you, what? What, what do you yeah, say? Oh, he's going to be, he's, yeah, yeah, he's not going to be happy. No, he's, he's not going to be happy about it. That we gave away the uh, trade <laughs> secrets. But I'm saying this because Baruch Hashem is such a wide audience that we're trying to speak to um, teenagers. We're trying to speak to adults. trying to speak to Baruch Hashem, uh, older, younger. And, and so I just want to explain, although Shabbos may seem like the way we're making it right now, is that you know, for my father to say there's nothing like Shabbos and it's the cure all for all the problems of the world, and there's something in it for kids too. So yes, I want to talk about just just for teenagers or just for kids for a second. Right, right. Be around the Shabbos table for yourself. Meaning by right. by us, it wasn't sitting at the table waiting for the moment that we can say to my father, can we come off the table? Now, yeah, we did ask to go off the table. You know, this is true. Right, yeah. But like all the action, you know, happened around the table, the discussion. Y'all see, seeing Abba laugh with mommy at the table about something, to have taken that and put that deep into the hard drive of our mind. I'm going to start to cry right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I was about to say, I'm like, I was about to say, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm sorry, but like, I want those <laughs> we, moments back. I'm not going to make it past that. You know, yeah. I, I want yeah. those moments back yeah. of a good, hearty laugh where we don't get it as kids. We didn't get the yeah. joke, but we, we laughed along joke. because they're laughing what other time affords that reality except for a Friday night? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if Shabbos Day affords it. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Right? You don't know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, said, it that does. That was one thing I wanted to speak about. Like, like yeah. it does, but there's a magic. Oh, there's a there's magic. A certain, there's a certain intimacy you can have with people on a Friday night. That that and and I find this not only in families, I for sure in families, but no matter where you are, that. That Friday night, everyone has had a Friday night conversation with someone that has gone till who knows when in the morning. In Israel, it was like, it, it, that's one of the things I missed the most. And you never, you never, there was no way to plan anything. Oh, Yossi, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw myself onto the bus right now. I'm sorry. I'm that. It just hit yeah. me. The people you invite, some of them are Friday night people and some of them are Shabbos Day people. <laughs> I hate to put it that way, but it's like people Without go, can we come for a shop? It's like, yeah, come for the day meal. <laughs> come for the day meal. I, I'm, I'm saying because like Friday night is a certain- Because then whatever happens is fine, but but it, when when a certain person, I'm like, I'm, a certain person in my wife will be like, I'm like, oh, have them come Friday night. Have them come Friday night. Whoa. Like that's- Whoa. Have them come Friday night. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah, you're saying, yeah, Israel, big, Friday night. So, go ahead. Yeah. No. So, so you know, and it's so one of the things I miss over there is that like- you know, maybe you'll have a meal, and and w- w- it's what I'm going to call a flop meal, which which is not an offense. It's not a what do you call? It? It's just the meal was fast, right? And again, guys, this this is a personal thing. My meals take forever. They do. They drag on for forever. You said drive me nuts. And that's not that's not. I know. That, that, say, for instance, I know Rabbi Ari. I wasn't going to say anything. Rabbi Ari is very against that. It's not. That's a personality thing. I'm not saying that's what, some, what that's what anyone should do. That's a, that's what I'm saying. That's a, that's a, that's a personality. My meals take forever. How many olives and, and, can you eat? In in my defense, <laughs> in my defense, everyone's allowed to come and go and bench and wash as they see. That's true. Fit. That's true. I don't move, but everyone is allowed to. So what I'm saying is, is that though, even if I had a fast Friday night meal somehow, and it's over, and I'm putting everything away, and I, I'm still ready. Friday, or I was then still ready Friday night that there's going to be a knock at the door and everything just flipped and I'm now going to be in conversation with someone until like four in the morning. Like those were the days. Those were the, the, it was, it was, I was exhausted but exhilarated after Shabbos was over. It was not a shvisa for me at all, but it was so invigorating to a certain, you know, there's a certain special connection 
that you make with people on Shabbos. Yes, so I disagree. It was a Shavisa. Have. It was a Shavisa, meaning Shavisa means getting back to your energy, getting back Shavisa to for me is done. not napping. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. And that's a personal, again, right. that is a personal thing. That is a personal thing. Shavisa, even during the week. Yeah, my, it, this, is a, this is a this is a disagreement I've had with with my wife even till today. My wife was like, "You're tired. Why don't you go take a nap?" I'm like, "I'm gonna wake up so grumpy and upset after that nap. Like, it's never gonna. It's just who I am. That's that's a personality thing. But but what, what I'm saying is is that there is a certain opportunity that you're afforded on Shabbos, especially. And I was gonna bring this up later on today, especially Friday night. Yeah. There's a certain opportunity you're afforded you know, that 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 I'm sorry, it's so foolish if you don't take advantage of it. Yeah, see, I just it's had it. so foolish. I just had it this past Friday night. I've been convincing my 12th grade guys, because I just started to work now in high school, convincing my, I said open door policy Friday, and none of them believed me. They're like, what does that even mean? And finally, right, right, finally, right. this past Friday night, about 15 guys finally took the, they knocked on the door. I just lit up. We were together till about 12 o'clock at night. And afterwards, oh, uh. yes, afterwards, one kid, one of my 12th graders walked down. He's like, you've convinced me to go to Israel. Now, we didn't talk about Israel. Not once. I'm, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, we're walking out at the end. He's like, because you keep on saying that this is what your house was like in Israel. He said, and uh. this is what it's like. He said, he's like, I don't know what I just experienced. Y'all see, we didn't sing. Like, like it wasn't like, I mean, I wish we did, but we just didn't. Yeah. One, like one kid asked some Ramchal type questions, but. It was slow, you know, it was easy. It was just the yeah. food was flowing. We were laughing. It was just magic that the kid afterwards said, if that's the magic of Israel, then I want to have at it. So that's right. something that right. people, I think, step one, because we can talk about Friday after the rest of them, but I think there's a few points we want to hit. Right, yeah. So yeah. so there's a magic of Shabbos. There's a magic that we have in this Friday night. There's a magic. And by the way, you know, you and I luck out. You know, we have students and people we can invite over. But yes, what about those Friday nights where we don't want the students? We just want to be with our kids. We just want to be with. Yeah, we just want to be with our kids. There are there are so now nowadays. I guess in my old age, I, I started like when I see a Shabbos, it's like an off Shabbos or an out Shabbos, and I'm like, wait a second, are you telling me that this Friday night? Now my kids are getting a little bit older, so it's like that this Friday night, and I'll even I'll even say something I probably I'm going to regret saying. I've also had to have had Shabbosim, and my wife also had to have had Shabbosim. Um, where my wife wasn't there, where it was just me and my kids. And my wife had to have where I was out of town or whatever it is. And I and and those are some of my favorite ones. I feel so bad. But like the because the the small the unity. The, when you take control of that shop, now it's all on you. It's all I still cook for it. I don't buy that. Like I still and I having to cook, but I'm saying I still cook for it. I still and I put love into it and, and you just you feel something there. It's so beautiful. But when you have that shop, that it's just you, your wife, and your children, and you have that one meal. And they ring their parsha sheets, and you're able to sing, and you're able to. It, that is my happy place. It's my ain ilam haba. It is my ain ilam haba. It, it's it's the greatest. It's the greatest. But you have to fight for that. I, I I feel like you have to make that real. Hey guys, I hope you're loving these episodes. I hope you're loving the podcast. Thank you so much for all your feedback. Thank you so much for everything that you guys are doing for us to be able to keep going. If you love these episodes, if you love the podcast, please download the Meaningful Minute app. It has so much bonus material, so many uh, behind the scenes, so much uh, added material, all these uh, all these awesome things that they added to the podcast and the podcast page on the Meaningful Minute app. So go to any app store, your app store, the Play Store, or any of the other store stores that you download an app from. Get the Meaningful Minute app. Hope to see you guys over there. To have a um, a regimented, to have a regimented uh, 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 Shabbos table. I'm just personally, I'm not, I'm not about that. Um, uh, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Abba back in the day uh, at, for a Tkufa was wearing a Tishbekasha. I, I do. Where, I don't know why. What happened? Did Mom buy it there. for him? Where did that come from? I, no, I think Abba Shlomo, wanted it. I know. I, I know. Shlomo, there you go. I was about to Our say. Our brother-in-law Abba. got one and Mommy liked the way it looked, the Lachashev, yeah. and Mommy felt right. Mufasa. Rabbi Kadosh. That Abba has to have right. that. There you go. Right. Right. Rabbi Shlomo Kadosh bought it for him and he, he wore it. My and I, I don't know whatever happened. My my point is is that that to me was a little bit like instead of me wearing my hat and jacket at the meal, like I I have a special my kids know I have a Shabbos sweater that I wear at the table that I like to wear that I and 
And I remember taking my father's shoes off and putting on his slippers underneath the table like the little kid would go, untie his shoes, take them off their biggest shoes ever, and put on, put on his... Uh, but like, the, the, there's a certain concept to... And this is what is I, I like to say that I know I'm keeping Shabbos and I'm laughing a lot on Shabbos. I, I know that's my that's my kiddush Shabbos. That's when when we're laughing, when you're enjoying, when when you're being misanig in Shabbos. That's the whole point. That's what you want. Not only your kids to see. That's what you want to feel. Whatever you have to do, it, it, barring getting drunk out of your mind or some stupidity, but whatever you have to do in order to look forward to sitting at that Shabbos table. And the Shabbos table is the crux of it. It is. It has to be the focal point of Shabbos for me. Shabbos table is the focal point of Shabbos. But I want to bring up something further. I don't know, Ari, if you've ever had to do this. I had to do this, I think, maybe twice in my life. What about a Shabbos where you're alone? Yeah. So I I, I, I was thinking to, to, to go down that path. Um, Shabbos being alone, so Shabbos being alone is going to be different whether or not you're alone from something or you're alone because that's your life. Meaning, when we're alone from something right. because you know we're not with our family, with our kids that week. And by the way, I can have a Shabbos alone and I'm with a thousand people in a hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, that's what I, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's exactly what Yossi meant. You know, everybody <laughs> should understand what Yossi meant. Like, Yossi didn't mean like, He's in the hospital we because got he like broke a leg, by or, or, or because yeah, the plane didn't take off on time, and now he's in a no, no. He means he's on a shabbaton with a thousand people, That's totally what and I he's meant. schmoozing with all of them, and they ask him to make kiddush, and he's the main speaker at the You're meal or so something, alone. and he's dealing with everybody, and there's like a line of people schmoozing and hanging out the whole night. And yes, that is the loneliest Shabbos in the world. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's exactly what lonely means for both yeah. of us. I just had one of those recently. It was wonderful. It was a beautiful yeah. Shabbos. But it's a beautiful Shabbos. I'm not downplaying. It's a beautiful Shabbos. And I am connecting with those people and I am what he called. But you know, that's not my food that I made with my wife. And that's not my and that and it's just a lonely Shabbos. Yeah. My kids aren't there. It's a lonely Shabbos. Um so what you do by an alone Shabbos, personally, I generally just try to say that in the moment there's a totality in the moment there's um singing uh, you know if somebody really is alone for shabbos like they're not with people or whatever so there is a demand of singing there there's a demand of learning up a good safer getting yourself a good bottle of wine having good food you know the torah doesn't talk about crowds for shabbos the torah doesn't right. say any of that the torah just says Whatever your week was being alone is your Shabbat day has to then be different than that. Personally, um, I would try to tell the person who had an alone time, um, definitely to try to get out for meals, etc. Um, but ultimately, to be a parent inside the next aspect of Shabbat, which I want to talk to, which is shul. Meaning that, yes, you and I know a lot of people, and I'm going to segue into this from the alone thing. Uh, we know a lot of people who love Shabbat because they love the meals. But that's the chatzi lachem. That's the part that's for them. What about the chatzi lachem? What about the aspect of Hashem for Shabbos? Meaning, right. I really do think, I genuinely think that my Shabbat meals, and I didn't mean to knock Shabbat day. I love Shabbat day as well. It's just, you know, Friday night has a certain magic. But my Shabbat meals are definitely um, congruent. They're literally on the same line in how powerful they're going to be with how my Friday night tefillah was or how my Shabbat day tefillah was. Going to shul, right being there, zoning in on it. I don't know, yes. I mean, maybe we, because we were beat up by the shul that we went to enough, and I don't mean in a bad way, I mean in a good way. Yeah, yeah. The shul that we went to, talking, right. here, let me put it this way. In the shul that we went to, talking was as inconsiderate as somebody lighting up a cigarette in a cancer ward. I think right. I think that's a good marshal. Right. You know, it, 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 yeah, yeah, and and by the way, by the way, just another another uh, point on the you know not knowing to appreciate something. We didn't know any different than that. When everyone makes a big deal, even now as an adult, when everyone makes a big deal about talking in shul, I keep saying, and I feel like an idiot. I feel like a fool, and I probably am. I'm like, is that really like a big deal? Like, is like, is that a big problem that people face? Is this talking in shul thing everyone talks about? Like, do do people really? Because we're in the shul that we grew up in, there was no talking yeah. ever. And 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 so I don't have a yetsahara to talk in shul. If anything, I have the opposite. Like, I almost have a yetsahara. To just like, no, like if <laughs> somebody talk. even comes up to me and like talks to me during Shabbos, yeah. 
I have to fight my Yetzirah to talk to the guy. Because like yeah. even, even my Yetzirah, we'll say it by Reb Hillel David, even my Yetzirah was convinced. No, give me credit. Yeah. You know, even my Yetzirah yeah. was convinced to not talk. You know, Reb Hillel David, <laughs> it was such a kayak that he even, he... Yeah. He won over my Yitzhahara for me. He beat it, yeah. he beat it right. to submission for me. That no, you don't talk in shul. And that was it. So th- yeah. there's no reality of me that want, if somebody's asked me a question, I have to mamish find myself to even go in to talk to him because I love Shabbat morning when I'm in shul and I have my chumash. Right. That stone chumash that Art Scroll made, oh, is that amazing. Right. You, get, you get the notes there on the bottom in between the aliyah, so you get to go run through it. What a geschmack of life that we have. But Ari, Ari, I think I think I think there's I think there's a very important point to make over here. And I was just listening to a sheer, because um, this is something I've been trying to research. Because where I live, I've been just, I was just listening to a sheer, uh, Rabbi Weinberger on this, and and others. Uh, Rabbi Berkowitz also I was listening to a sheer about this. The importance, specifically, if you're talking about on Shabbos, specifically on Shabbos, the importance of having a shul. The importance of having a shul that you go to, not to be, you know, a, 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 too much of a shul hopper, but to have your own shul and your own seat and your own makam and a place that you go to, that you're, you're not not that you're mishubatu that you're machliyev to go to, but that that you want to be at. Now, a lot of people say, "Well, there's no there's no rabbi in my community that I connect with." So, so bend to connect with him. Okay, I'm saying you're not gonna, not you're not gonna always have like the superstar rabbi in the community. That's gonna be fine. That's fine. But, but be in a shul that that you do connect with, and 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 be mechayiv to that shul. Like go to that shul. Go there. Go there for that. Go there. It's very important to have a shul that you are the regular at, and that you, and that people know that you're not there, or know that you are there. You know that you uh, that you. Uh, I, I think it's so important, and and I'm going to tell you that being particular on your davenings on Shabbos really it doesn't bring it to the next level. I think it's still the first level, but it brings it to a whole new place. The greatest davening I ever had on a Shabbos, one of the greatest. Yeah, the greatest davening I ever had on the Shabbos was uh, without a minion. <laughs> I I had eight people with me. Two people. There were, we were supposed to have exactly a minion. Whole thing happened. I was in um, San Diego. I was in San Diego. I was I think twenty. I was in San Diego for Comic Con actually because I was going to meet Stanley. It was a, it was my job. I wasn't like going for right. And I uh, I we went to this like. There was no Airbnb then, but it was basically an Airbnb, and it was right on the water, and it was this beautiful house. And the and I come out Friday night, and I, we were waiting. These other people just didn't make it there at the end of the day, so we only had eight men. And I come outside, and as I come outside, I was actually with Moshe Dove, your brother-in-law. And as I come outside, the house, like you know, two houses over from us, had this massive it was it's the weekend and it's the weekend in san diego and it's the weekend in san diego in the middle of the summer they had this tremendous party going on on their porch on their like back porch and it's a tremendous party i'm talking about like dozens and dozens and dozens of people like someone rented it out to make this event and we're looking and there's dancing and music coming from there and all these things and i'm looking and we started singing kabbalah shabbos now again i was with a deutsch so my Kabbalah Shabbos was gorgeous. Right. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to say it was me making this Kabbalah Shabbos, but fine. Every, Kabbalah everybody Shabbos from the other Airbnb looked over and said, somebody's getting and, married over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking over at them, and I'm looking at us, I'm looking at them, I'm looking at us. And even as a 20-year-old kid, I was like, I, am, I feel nothing. I feel nothing towards what's going on over there. Like in our heads, that's like, that's the party, right? And, and especially now that that's the party, that's the, I felt so bad for anybody that was not on our porch. I felt so bad for any, and that moment was such a defining moment for me in my, in my kibbutz Shabbos, because I sat there and I finally chose to fully be in, in that Kabbalah Shabbos. I was like, Ramon Shalom, this is amazing. This is amazing. It's so much better. It was so much better. And and to to get to that place, you need not, not that I was on a a level. I'm saying to to get to the place where you realize you have to have your Shabbos set. It's not just a 
fly in, fly out type of a thing. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I won't go. Maybe I'll show up for for Musaf. Maybe take it seriously. Take it because your meal is different after your davening was different, right. and your davening after your meal is different after your meal was different, and so on and right. so forth. You end so, up with a mitzvah Shabbos that you're on a high from. So yes, I want to talk about the taking it seriously just for a minute because I think that for the last little bit here, um, I think we should go through a Shabbos just from beginning until end, like even from Friday, like what it looks like. So we'll go through it in a minute, but taking it seriously in my mind also means paying attention to what the halachas are. Meaning that, you know, you feel really good. You feel really good when you're doing things differently on Shabbos, when you didn't do borer because you knew what borer was. That instead of just saying, yeah, I'm the guy who opens up cans or I'm the guy who opens up, you actually look into it. It's so easy to look into. You don't have to right. do a whole share. Just Google it. You know, right. uh, it, 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 it's, it's, no, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I mean, of you course. You can seriously Google most malachas on Shabbos, by the way, and get an awesome amount of information yeah, about I, it. And, no, obviously, I'm not telling people to learn that way. That's not it. But right, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying that ultimately, though, learn the halachot of Shabbat because I've met people, and I still meet people who say to me they have a beautiful Shabbat meal, but then afterwards they're back on their phone. And all they did was grab right. an experience. You didn't. Meaning Shabbat is not an experience. Right. If somebody says to me right. that their wedding was an experience, I'd be very, very cautious about exactly how their wedding life is afterwards, how their marriage is. A wedding is not an experience. A wedding is a building block of life itself. Every Shabbat is a building block of life itself. And it has to be built right. It has to be done in a way that you know that you've gotten it from the beginning until the end. To know the halachot, to know the ins and outs, the Chavetz Chaim writes in this Hakdama to the halachot of Shabbat that he said, if you're not busy learning the halachot, then you're busy breaking them. Because you, know, you really do have to know. So that's another aspect to make your Shabbat great would be actually to go and to look them up, to get a beautiful safer on it, to teach it at at the table with the kids. Hey guys, want to take a break from this episode for one minute just to talk to our favorite, favorite guest. Our only guest, but our favorite guest on this podcast, Harav Nassan Algans. Rav, how are you? What's doing over there? I have a sneaky feeling that there is something, some sort of connection between Shabbos and Yad Lachem. And I don't know it yet. I don't. But I know within the next 30 seconds, I'm about to be blown away. Rav Nassan, how's it going? Great. Thank you for, you know, saying I'm a guest in the podcast. You know, sometimes people stop me in the street like, Inesal, I really like your podcast. I'm like, wait, what? The, I don't have a podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> so maybe I do in a way. But you mentioned Shabbos, of course. Yid has to live with the sanctity of Shabbos. And one of the most important things we do at Yad Lachim is have special Shabbatons a few times a year. You see, when you have a woman and a child that comes from our village, one of the most difficult things they face is that they're alone. Hey, someone else is the same matzah as me. They need to feel that connection. So what we do is we have a Shabbos in a special place, maybe in the mountains, the Galil. And the women come there with the children, 30 to 40, sometimes even 100 women and children. And we have educators and speakers. And the, and the most important thing, they like candles. It's really beautiful scenery. One of the most beautiful things is that they see they're not alone, that people who struggle and people are back together. And they come together with the Yiddishkeit. Right. Habits right. not a cheap That's what I was about. That's, not, that's really what I was about to say was that I think that's doubly beautiful because not only is it integrating them back into shops, integrating them back into things, but to spend Shabbos with people who have been through the same ordeal or a similar ordeal or a relatable ordeal must be so just unbelievably leading for them, just really Shabbistic for them. Yeah, it, it really is. For many of them, they said they haven't lit candles in so many years. You know, we think about wow. ourselves Friday night, right? Whether it's the women are lighting candles and the father coming home and benching the children and sitting down to a Friday night table. And we sometimes take it for granted because we grew up this way. And then we have a Shabbos that we really appreciate the beauty and the sanctity. And I, I think in a certain sense, when you think about what are you doing by actually saving some person, what are you making happen? And this is what you're making happen. You're making happen a Jewish life, a Jewish world. Like we say, save a world. We always talk about it. That's really what it is. That's amazing. Rev Nassano, so, honestly, yeah. I, Ari, no, like, are you, you going to be able to do Friday and, night no, like this my, week yes. the same? <laughs> so like, no, but my angle is, is that I know how much one of those Shabbatonim cost, especially in Israel. <laughs> And it's so much having all those families and, and having everything else there. And it's so necessary. So please, 
our listeners. Let's get a Shabbaton going with a big banner of Two Cents Podcast all across it. Please go to saveaworld.org and let's get them to have the most lichtige Shabbat that they've ever seen ever. Reb Nassanel, thank you so, so much. Amen. Thank you very much. Yes, we have, I think, about 10 minutes left to this episode, maybe a little bit more or less, but I, I, I just want to say this. Less. I just, so let's go through this quick. Let's make a great Shabbos for everybody. Let's do it. Friday. Friday. So um, I like to go out with the kids. I like to take them to go shopping. Um, Barsha, my wife, obviously is doing the lion's share of the shopping. That's not it. Or actually, in, Instacart is doing like a lion's share of the shopping. But <laughs> I, I, I like to go out and I'll, I, I like to go to a store. I like to buy something specific. I like to take the kids. Um, I like them to see me getting excited. That doesn't mean you have to buy everything for the kids. You know, most of the time I'm saying, no, you don't need that for Shabbos or whatever. I'll buy them one candy or two, but I'll find a wine or I'll find um, some kind of a meat that I want to like smoke or throw on the grill. Um, you know, something along those lines or just find some deli, uh, you know, something along those lines. I like to prepare Shabbat that way. And then um, I like to get home. I like to have the kids clean up the house as much as they can. A, to have a clean house, but B, for them to also feel the responsibility of it. Guys, it's Shabbos soon. Let's go. You bring up your kids that way. Eventually, they're going to get into it. Yeah, they'll complain. My, my, my kids complain too. But you help them. Uh, you get involved. Um, personally, I don't force my kids to go to shul up until they're ready to go to shul. And how do I know that they're ready? The answer is they come and say to me, Abba, can I come to shul with you on Friday night? And I generally, in the first year, they ask me, I generally say to them, no, because we have too much fun at shul and I don't want you there ruining it. You know, like I, I, I kind of like, you know, it's a cool place. And um, which, by the way, I've been I've been to Rav Lebhar Shul. I've been to Magenavat. But it's actually true. <laughs> it really is a lot. It of is fun. Yeah. way too much fun to bring well, kids with you. The singing and everything else. Just 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 to let Abba. Can you just let me have my shul? <laughs> and like, I would love to say I'm doing that from Chinuch. I'm doing it from the selfish thing. But my kids have picked up to be like, but we want it like the same way. Like, you know, if you go to a Sheva Brachas in the middle of the week, they're like, oh, we want to go with Yeah, you. yeah. So it's the same have, thing. Yeah. So um, they get dressed up. They're ready to go. We go over to Shul. Have a nice Friday night. Schmooze with people afterwards. You know, have a nice walk home. You know, now we, we just move. So I have about a 10, 12-minute walk home. And we're doing Pirkei Alves on the walk home now. You know, the kids walk at the Pirkei Alves and we discuss That's it. Beautiful. You know, it's nice. If you're not doing that, schmooze with the kids. Um, you know, Abba used to walk home with Freilach to schmooze with him. You know, we we, we enjoyed that because it made us feel big. But then Abba would schmooze with us on the way home, you know, and we would laugh. That's, a, to me, a very important part because that is a good buildup for the next part. You walk into that house. You walk into your Friday night house. You got to walk in like you just won the lottery because you did. You have to. And so have your kids make you happy enough on the walk home. You walk into that house, that good Shabbos or Shabbat Shalom, that has to come out of your mouth. It has to warm up the entire environment. I don't care if your wife is sitting on the couch and the house is not prepared. I, can, should I say the the uh, abrupt? No, I shouldn't. You can't. You can't. I was just thinking. I'm not gonna say I don't. It. You can't. You can't. But you could. You could say it without. Well, you said that. Yeah, I, I mean, the, <laughs> have I used? I was this thinking story about that story today. You should know. Yeah. I don't know. I I think we did it. By the way, yeah, we didn't I think say we're ready. I, I was thinking about that story today, and I was thinking about it because of uh, because uh, because you know we have Hanukkah, or whatever, around now and everything. I just you know I I wanted to you know even perm whatever. I've been saying, you know, not everything's ready. Not everything. It's never gonna be. Your job is to still walk into that house and yell out, "Good Shabbos." Yell out to Shabbos. If stuff are ready, great. That's your job. If that's stuff your job, already, it doesn't matter who else the kids, did there. Or you yeah. sit down and read a great yeah. safer, open up the Mishpacha until then. You know, the writers may not be what they used to be in the Mishpacha, since certain writers have. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but whatever is passing today is good Jewish writing, I'm sure. <laughs> sure is there. Um, and so you get. <laughs> You get in it, you get on Friday night, and you sing Shalom Aleichem. Now, sometimes your wife and kids are there at the table, sometimes they're not. Don't put a pressure. Sometimes I, they're not. Sometimes they're not. That's it. That's it. I, yes, that's it. I, I like having my kids there at the table. I li- but if they're not, okay, so they're not. I also do. You know, I also, everyone does. Everyone does. But you know what? You know what? It's, it starts with you. It starts with, it's what you just said. When you say to your kids, I don't want you coming with me to school because I have too much fun over there. And if you're going to ruin my fun, the, the, it's the same thing. Like, I, I, 
not I, I have to work on this also, but like, we have to be like that. It starts with you. If you run up to the front of that table and start singing and dancing, if you, if you really want the table to look a certain way, what do you call it? You do it. Right. Do it. They'll learn to do it. They'll learn to do it from that. They'll get excited too. But if you walk in and, ah, oh, this isn't, where's the, can, has anyone seen, who took, then, then it's, it's just, much. then that's what it is then. It goes with you and the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is Rabbi Berkowitz. Rabbi Usher always used to tell me this. Abba says this yeah, all Abba the time. Abba would say this all the time. Do you remember? That's Abba right. was very big into this, yep. where he would stop us and hold my hand and say, "The Yetzirah is salivating on a father walking into his house Friday night." You'll see, he's fighting he's us. Salivating. We're not going to let him win. We're not going to let him win. He's he is he's oh, it is his bread and butter. It, that big Avera you think you did, that big mess up, that big schmutz, that all that stuff you think you did, it is nothing compared to you walking into that house. He's waiting. He can't. He's licking his chops, waiting for you to walk into that house. And I'm telling you, he he prepared for you. He prepared for you all week to walk into that house. When you walk in, when you walk in, he is ready to go. You need to be ready to go also. So Yossi, you need to be ready to the go. The next time a father walks into the house and the whole place is clean except for some kid's backpack or a piece of Lego on the floor and you're like, who left this here? The Eight Sahara left that there. And it was none of your kids. That it's exactly, exactly <laughs> he materialized exactly, in your exactly, house and put it on the floor, exactly, waiting for you exactly to walk in to trip you up. That's exactly it's, what it's happened. It's for sure, without a question. That's exactly what happened. hundred percent. That's exactly what happened. And then, okay, so, so literally exactly what Keep happened. on going. So you get into that. You, you start to sing. The kids will show up. And then, you know, right. you, you, you just, you, you have your singing and. But, but oh, wait, hang on, just not passively aggressively. Right. Of course You not. really start you're to ringing, sing. You're, you're you really start to sing. You sing, you laugh, you, what do you call it? Everyone's going to walk into that room that you're doing that and be like, are you, is everything, is everything okay? And be like. I'm I'm having an awesome time right now. I'm having an awesome time. I'm reading this thing. I'm what they call it. Invite them in. Invite them. Call them. They don't want to come. Keep calling. Don't they don't come. It's fine. Keep going. Absolutely. You gotta keep going. Absolutely. And then keep going. And then and then you you you, you get into the meal itself. And um you know like you make kiddish, you bench the kids, you wash your hands, you sit down with the bread, and then you just get right. get into it. And then again, we have this Norman Rockwell picture in our mind of what the table is supposed to look like. No, right. I'm telling you, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's table didn't look like that. The Chais of Lublin, right. Yosef, I, I, I'm saying like Gedolim's tables were rowdy. Kids were knocking stuff over too. That's just the way that it went. Right. Um, and it's going to happen by art. And I'm talking to and myself. And it's beautiful. And it's, and it's beautiful. beautiful. Like I'm talking to myself now also that Ari, that's the most beautiful part of it. And, and this is Yossi, I really, really uh, fail in this a lot because, like, uh, yeah, I want my table to to look just, just, and everything else. Me too. And, and, me too. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I started doing to work on yeah, this. Me here. I, uh, my, I let I let my kids. I let my kids set the table now. And it's, I promise you, it is a nerve wracking experience <laughs> because they put. There's never enough plates. They never finish putting out forks. <laughs> it's like whoever's in charge of forks will only put out six. That's it. It could be 15 people at the meal. There's six forks on that table. And, the, and they put their projects on the table, like their Shabbos projects and all these things on the table. And But but you know what? You, you're allowing other people into yours. But it, you can't ask them to be there if you're not leaving room for them to yeah. be there. It, it's impossible. Yeah, and, and, and I always tell myself, just look at it like you're a guest. Like if I would come to a guest and see all the kids' projects lined up on the table— I'll be like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, right. Be, right. beyond the nice yeah. stuff you bought. And so, yes, we have like just a minute or two left. Let's just finish. You get through your meal. You schmooze with your kids. Have have a good book. We're going through the golem of Prague right now at our table. Or yeah. Navi or just different things. Laugh with your wife in front of the kids. Laugh, laugh, laugh with her. Let the kids in on the joke with her. Just, just, just do that. Ari, wear earplugs if your kids are chewing too loud. And just keep on... <laughs> And just, and just, yeah, but no, it's it's a good. This isn't a Sean bias article, but it is. I'm telling you right now, some of the greatest memories kids have of their parents is watching them talking to each other at a shop. And day. some of the worst memories, watching them talking to each other. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> is watching them talk to each other at a shop table. But 
But yeah, is watching them talk to each other at Shabbos table. Be there. I get it. Everyone's tired. I get it. That, but push through because if you make this a norm, it's the greatest. It feels so good. It feels so good. And then you complimenting the food. It comes to dessert. It comes to afterwards chilling with the kids on the couch. Don't don't push them so much to bedtime for the older kids. Tell them a story. Read a book. Schmooze about life itself. Go for a walk. Afterwards, sometimes you know uh, these type of things. That's beautiful. Yeah. The next day you wake up. Have have a coffee before shul. Go to shul. Enjoy yourself at shul. Let the kids enjoy themselves. Come home again with a big good Shabbos at the table. An enjoyable time at the table. Less pressure, more joy. Going through the afternoon, you schluff, you learn. But it should be pressure-free, pressure-free. And something along those lines is the kind of Shabbat that Hashem, that Hashem himself, he had a menucha. And just to finish off, you know... Um, Reb Berkowitz would always say, "Vayonach bayom hashvida." Hashem rested. He quotes Rashi that um, basically Hashem doesn't have to rest. Hashem doesn't have a guf. Hashem doesn't. Hunach Hashem rested so that you can learn menucha, so that you can learn what mm. it means to shut wow. out the rest of the That's world, yeah. and that Hashem right. Himself did something that was incapable for an infinite being, so that we can learn the glory and the joy of the day. All right, Yas. Do you want to saw? I know if saying anything, we're good to go. Let me hear. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna sign off with, with you know, Zar brings down because we mentioned a lot about Shabbos. We didn't talk about Shabbos though, um, you know, and and which was the point. The point was to mention the yeah. practical side of Shabbos here. But I just want to say, let's just, you know, if you're struggling, and and a lot of the reason, a lot of times the reason I've never seen, I've never met. <clears throat> I'm barring barring um, extreme trauma. I've never met anyone who breaks Shabbos because. Shabbos is actually too hard. I've never met that person because Shabbos is too difficult, or because it's because their distractions are too high. It is a very big difference. Well said. A person who knows how to appreciate Shabbos knows how to. So a lot of us struggle with self confidence and that 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 or, or ego, and that plays a role over here. The father who comes home and is all upset. The mother who uh, who, who the table is not perfect. Right. This is all ego. What we need to realize is is what Shabbos. The message of Shabbos. The tzinar that opens up in Shemayim and comes down b'shefa on Shabbos is the idea that you are enough. You are enough. The Rabbi Shalom finished creating. The world is enough. It is perfect. Why did Hashem stop after six? He couldn't stop after five. He couldn't stop. Because that's when Adam was created. The Zayar brings down, that was when Adam was created. And the Rabbi Shalom said, ah, now I got to stop. I got to stop and sit with this guy. This is amazing. And, and, and that's what we are. We, you're, you're, you're incredible. You're amazing. Shabbos is the proof of that. There to take Shabbos and twist it into this honoring ourselves thing, it's so silly and it's so backwards. Shabbos is the time where we sit and we remember that the Rabbi Shalom is with us and he created me awesomely, created me perfectly, created me with everything that I have, everything that I am. And this is my day to sit down and just realize I don't need to do anything more. I don't need to do anything less. I just need to exist in this moment. Shabbat right, shalom, everybody. Shabbat shalom, everybody. <laughs> All right, yes. So thank you so much for listening. I'm Ari Ben-Chushan. I'm Yassi Ben-Chushan, and, this, and this is the Two Cents two podcast. Cents podcast. Thank you so much thank for being so with us today, guys. Thank you to Meaningful Minute, and Shabbat shalom. We shall make Kiddush on the entire world. Amen. <laughs>